The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. And I'm telling you from now on, you're going to look at it that way and you're not going to be all thrown out when something didn't work financially and so forth. All you got to do is go to God. You get a bill in the mail that's too big for you to pray. You should lift it up and say, Jesus, you got mail. You got mail. Come on, Jesus, you got mail. Come on, Jesus, you got mail. The day for you getting all thrown out and getting all down and getting all mad and fussing at somebody, those days are over. Jesus, you got mail. So you're going to speak things into existence. Why? Because I'm going to imitate God. Be ye imitators of God as dear children. How did God fix the earth? What did he do? He spoke. How are you going to fix that community? What are you going to do? You're going to start speaking and you're going to believe what you say. Come on. It's going to come to pass and you will have what you say. So now we're looking at this idea of Jehovah Jireh our provider. Now let's look at scripture first. Let's look at Psalm chapter 62 verses four and five in the King James translation. Okay. All right. Ready? Read. So my expectation is only from who? God. God. Let's put it up there in the CEV translation, please. Only God is in peace, and I Now, God alone, say God alone. Now, God is my source. He is my source. Say source. Only source. Now, people have sometimes switched between two sources, either God or man. All right. Um, The Bible says over in Jeremiah, I think it's chapter 17, verse five, curse is a man that trusteth in man. So he's saying you can trust in man or you can trust in who? God. All right. Now, as we look at this, this God being my source. All right. That means my expectation is from who? From God. He's my rock. He's my rock. When, when God took them out of the wilderness, uh, pardon me, out of Egypt through the wilderness, he was trying to get them 
to no longer see Pharaoh, 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 as their source, but to see God as their source. He took them out there where there were no Neiman Marcus, where there, are you you following what I'm saying? Where there were no Piggly Wigglies, for y'all, that poor Okay, and uh, so forth. But notice, notice, he took them out there with, there was nothing. Because he wanted them to transition from the government being their source to who? God God being their source. So now when you come in here, Uh God is transitioning you from from having seen either the government Uh or the job, come on, or Big Mama as your source, and now seeing who? God God as your source. Now, he says here, if you look at it, he had to wean them off, and it was taken some years to do that. Because in Exodus 32, I'm not going there, but when Moses went up in that mountain to get to Ten Commandments, but they say he stayed a little longer than they were comfortable with. They, they may had Aaron to fashion a what? Calf. A golden calf. And they said, these be our God. This is who brought us out here. Just that quick, turn it back on God. And so sometimes God takes you through so that you can get through with what you was trusting in and trust in the Lord. Watch this, with all your heart. So, with whole heart. So, let me just say this. So, look at Psalm, uh, pardon me, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Ready? Read. This is Apostle Paul talking. Keep reading. Stop right there. So I'd have you know, this is the Apostle Paul, and he's kind of giving an order here, a hierarchy. And he said that I'll have you know that the head of the woman is the man. (laughs) Is the man. I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to leave that right there. It's a man. I'm talking about a male man. All right? And a woman. Now, this, this, this man, this man is not any man. Because no any man is head of my wife. It's the man that's married to her. Got it? Now, this and then the head of Christ, now the head of the man is who? Christ. And the head of Christ is who? God. All right. Now keep that order. Keep that picture. Because now 
What I'm looking at is I'm looking at a family uh-huh. and I'm looking at the man. Yeah. And we look to the man many times as the, not only the head, but the provider. Yeah. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Now here's what I want to teach you. Okay. That he is the provider, but he's not the source. And in 2 Kings chapter 4, I want you to read that with me. We're going to read a couple of, couple of verses and let's just see what happened there. All right. We're trying to get this source thing worked out in our minds. Yes. The source, because it's key now. We're in this area, Jehovah Jireh, our what? Provider. provider. All right. Our provider. All right. Now, how many of you know that came from, let's put it up there first before we go to this verse, from Genesis chapter 22 and verse 14. Let's look and see what he said in Genesis. This is Moses now up on the mountain, going to sacrifice, offer up his son, but there was a ram caught in the bush. Now, as a result, he sacrificed the ram instead of his son. God sacrificed his lamb instead of you. He, 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 he gave a lamb who gave his life for all the mankind. Am I right about that? Gave his son. All right. So let's look at this. This is Genesis and chapter 22 and verse 14. Ready? Read. All right. So here, Jehovah Jireh, the one who sees and provides. Got it? All right. Now let's look here at this situation in 2 Kings and chapter 4 and verse 1. Ready? Read. Now there arrived a certain one of the wives of the sons of the prophet of Okay, that's enough. What happened? Her husband is dead. The historian said her husband was Obadiah. Obadiah took care of prophets that Jezebel was going to kill. And he took them and hid them in a cave and fed them, took care of them. Now Obadiah is dead. Now, I really think that Jezebel had zeroed in on him, put him in her crosshairs. In some way, he ended up not living, dying. And so now the woman is left. She's in debt and her sons now are about to be taken 
by the system to work off that debt. And she cried to the man of God and he began to give her instructions. Are y'all with me here? Now she went and followed the instructions. Now here's what I want to say. That what he was doing was pointing her back to her source. Now her husband, while he was alive, was a provider, but he was not her source. Oh yes, he was her head, but he was not her source. Now come on, y'all better get come alive here. Now I'm saying that because I know that sometimes in our environment, a woman whose husband has died or let's say a divorce or whatever, she's trying to take care of all these kids. The tendency is that I don't have a man, he's not taking care of these kids and I'm not trying to uh, minimize that. My point to you is, she's still got a source. She's got the same source he's got. Is this the right crowd I'm talking to? Some of this hadn't been preached. Now look at Jesus, what happened to him. Well, now he's telling the disciples to feed all these people, 5,000 men plus women and children. Matthew chapter 14, verse 16. He's telling them to feed them. All right, now watch this. Watch Jesus. Ready? Read. This kid 
might come to you and say, Dad, I want a bicycle. What kind you want? Well, I, have you looked at a picture? Yeah, I'm looking at this one. Oh, yeah, well, now make sure it's the finest one you can see in there. Yeah, this one right here. Okay, here's what you do, son. Go in there and get one of them Nintendo games and give it to one of those kids down the street who can't afford anything. Come on, John. Well, you better get your, that place in the garage. You better get it ready because the bicycle is on its way. God is your source and he's your only source. My expectation is from him. Say amen. And I'm telling you from now on, you're going to look at it that way and you're not going to be all thrown out when something didn't work financially and so forth. All you got to do is go to God. You get a bill in the mail that's too big for you to pray. You should lift it up and say, Jesus, you got mail. You got mail. Come on, Jesus, you got mail. Come on, Jesus, you got mail. The day for you getting all thrown out and getting all down and getting all mad and fussing at somebody, those days are over. Jesus, you got mail. And Jesus will tell you what you got in the house. You say, well, I sold the color TV and everything, but I got a little jar of oil. Here's what you do. Go borrow some vessels. Don't borrow a few. Come on in, because I'm about to work the works of God. I said the works of God are about to be worked in your house. This is the last day you're going to be broke. Say, God is my source. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. This is what the government does. The governments of man, they try to get you to depend on them. They try to get you to look at this government as your source or the job tries to get you to look at the job as your source rather than the Lord as your source. So if we're looking at this, if you think um, that, no, let's look at the Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbath first. The Sabbath is first mentioned over in, over in um, Exodus chapter 16. And he says over in Colossians, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 16 and 17, he talks about let no man judge you. And one of the things he said, you judge you in meat and drink. Don't judge you and so forth. Well, you eat meat, blah, blah, blah. Don't let them judge you in the Sabbath. Now over in Mark chapter two, he said, God made the Sabbath for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Sabbath is a reminder of God that he's going to bring his people back to the place where they can rest in his provision. The Sabbath is a reminder that God is going to bring his people before it's all over with back to the place where they can rest in his provision. That's what the Sabbath represents. All right. Now remember in Sabbath day in Exodus chapter 16, he gave the manna every day 
except the sixth day or the day before the Sabbath. And then he gave them twice as much on that day. Why? So that they could do, have to do no work on the Sabbath because the Sabbath reminds you of the rest of God. And the rest says, all that you need, I will provide. People think they cannot do anything or go beyond what they can work for or what they can produce mentally. They think they cannot have or go beyond what they can work for physically or mentally produce. That's what people think. Right now, ask anybody. Because if you say something like this, uh, buy this or do this or something, people will say, I can't afford it. Or I can't have that. Am I right about that? Now this is what people say who don't know God as their source. All right? And that's when you even ask people to tithe. Well, I can't afford it. First thing they'd say. Because God is not their source. See, just stay with me. So when I say, I want you to double your salary. Can you double your salary? You say, yeah, I can do it. Now, how, what do people think? Instead of working one shift, they'll work two. Am I right? That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about double it with the one. Come on now. Say another level. So he wants you to double it with that one. He wants you to take a piece of that one and sow it. Or give you a strategy that you can double that. And people who don't see God as their source say, I can't do that unless I work another job or get two jobs and so forth. So here's what I want you to do. Don't think about what you can afford, but don't think about what you can pay for, but make a list of what you want. Make a list of it. Put it down of what you want, just as if you got all the money in the world. See, stop thinking your little savings account. And start thinking Jehovah Jireh. You put it down what you want. Man, he told me, I want you to believe for an airplane. Whoa. Or I want you to buy that shopping mall. Whoa. See, don't, don't think about the money. Because if you think about the money, it's going to minimize what you put down. Don't even think about that. Say, I want a house. I want a swimming pool in the back. I want a, I want a basketball court inside. I want this and that. Come on now. See, y'all got quiet. I'm going back over the other side, man. I ain't got time. I, I do not have time to play. God's about to give you everything you ever wanted, man. This is your season. 
God is saying, he's telling me to tell you, put down what you want. Man, that's Christmas. Seeing somebody going to look at me and say, oh, you're trying to get these people. See, they think it's a, it's a limit. There is no limit. There is no limit. He said, the earth is full of my riches. It's full of diamonds. It's full of pearls. It's full of, what do you think? Why do you think God just only has one thing for somebody and he doesn't have it for you? Are you kidding me? God can make everybody in here a billionaire by this afternoon. He can make... I'm just saying, we need to stop limiting God. God's got big plans for you. You're going to have to think big. Well, praise the Lord. I trust that you enjoyed that teaching. Now, receiving your supernatural supply, you know, we talked about the fact that God is our source. Matter of fact, he is our only source. Some people say, well, my source is it's my source is that. No, no. Our source is God, the Father. He provides. You remember when Jesus was telling them to feed the 5,000? Notice what happened. They said, well, we only have two fish and five loaves of bread. He said, bring it to me. This is in Matthew 14. He looked up to heaven and blessed it. And it came down and began to break it and feed everybody. Why? Because of the supernatural supply. Now, that same supply is available to every believer. You see, sometimes women, let's say they had uh, a hard divorce or something, and the man, you know, he's not really uh, maybe... Uh, measuring up to taking care of the kids with the res- financial responsibility. And, and so she, no longer do you have to fret. Because just like that, the God of the supernatural supply will supply the man, he'll supply the woman. Now, true enough, the Bible says the man is a head, but it didn't say the man is a source. And that's where people get it mixed up. So if something happens to the male in the house, then now a person can, a woman can just write up to God. See, God is a source, not, not, not a source, only source. And when you do that, now like the woman, she sowed two mites. And all of a sudden, what do you think happened? Abundance came back. Why? Because she saw God as a source. And that's what this is all about. You're going into times now with inflation and all, everything's going up. Stop trying to work for it all. No, 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 no. Now let's go into this place where we can actually double our income without another job. Isn't that powerful? Now you got to get this teaching. This one right here, well, I mean, wherever the enemy is coming in economically, this will clean his clock. I mean, this, this is going to be the teaching for you. So get a hold of this one now. This is supernatural supply, which God has for every believer. That's one of the advantages we have over the world. We can get a supernatural supply. Your days of worrying and toiling about how you're going to pay for things and take care of the kids, that's over. This is your year. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston. We love you. That's all we have for today. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith. Today's powerful message, your supernatural provider, 
is filled with life-changing truths that can turn your circumstances around and bring you into the best life God has for you. However, you've only heard a portion of the message. To get this series in its entirety on MP3 or CD, on MP4 or DVD, order today by calling 1-800-711-9327 or go online at BillWinston.org. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. 